in a world driven by selfies and social media, where empathy and entrepreneurs are considered contradictory. One podcast has set out to put empathy back in the boardroom by hearing from the best entrepreneurs around the world. Empathize It will hear from the leaders of the digital economy and learn how the soft skills drive their business. This is the Empathize It podcast. Uh, good afternoon. Good, uh, good afternoon, Warren. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Great. So for me, it's a little bit late, but I'm, uh, I'm doing great. So I thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, looking forward to this uh, podcast. I've, uh, you know, after our uh, conversations online, we've had, been, had, had the opportunity to learn about what you do and what, uh, what I do. So now I really mm-hmm. want to hear for the rest of the nation, the rest of the people here on the podcast, uh, what, you, what you do. I know that you have some really cool uh, background. So let, let's, uh, let's, let's know who let, let us know who uh, Warren is. Sure. Uh, Warren is a community building strategist. Um, so that essentially means that I work with thought leaders, brands, um, organizations to develop um, not just a following, but, but really a culture, a sustainable uh, community of people who show up on a daily basis, not just for the organization, but for the people that comprise it. And um, so what I do is I essentially help develop those campaigns out that keep uh, people tuning in on a daily basis. And uh, I have a blast doing that. Um, So, yeah. That's awesome. And I I see you're wearing this awesome T-shirt called Octonation. Is that right? Yeah, Octonation is... uh, Something I created in two, at the end of 2015, um, and uh, it was the largest octopus fan club. And I created it uh, because of my obsession with aliens when I was a kid. Um, and then I went to an aquarium and saw an octopus. And the Aquarius kept saying, "Well, you know, science hasn't really figured that out. Science hasn't figured that out." And I was like, "What do you mean, science hasn't figured all this stuff out?" Like. You know, and so I went and I researched and realized that there was a lot that science hadn't figured out about not just them, but a lot of animals in the deep sea ocean. And so I became obsessed with those animals almost being like the aliens, uh, undiscovered, you know, species. And uh, that was enough to, to completely have me wrapped up in deep sea life. And so I uh, created Octonation and uh, started sharing my curiosity um, and in love of cephalopods and octopuses. And now we have over 350,000 people on all of, you know, across all of our platforms. We have, you know, celebrity uh, influencers that follow us. Um, we've been featured by Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, so it's a really cool community. <laughs> so if you guys love octopus, you're listening, um, then definitely come check it out. That's awesome. So you took the, your, your passion for octopus and the under, like underwater. I haven't been underwater that much. I took basically two or three times. I went scuba diving once. Mm-hmm. Uh, snorkeling a couple of more times than that uh but uh so you took your passion for that for that deep uh deep sea kind of wildlife or uh, creatures and kind of mm-hmm. created a fan club that's awesome really cool yeah that's cool 
Um, so let's take a deep dive into what you really do. I know that you work with brands, but with building their sustainable culture and their and communities, which is critical. But I, mm -hmm. I recently saw a post that you mentioned about the uh, seven C's of community building to really help uh, bring the what brands are looking to do is obviously engage their community online. But you mm -hmm. must have some sort of strategy that you're really building with that what you call the seven C's. So why don't you develop that a little bit? Yeah, so I guess I'll give you a quick background on to how I got started really quickly to make, uh, for those of you who don't uh, know who I am, which is probably the majority of you, because um, I was a very behind the scenes person. I wasn't a consumer facing personal brand sort of individual. I loved being behind the scenes and, and helping brands and organizations develop these strategies. Uh, and I was perfectly fine not having to be out there. Uh, this is kind of a recent thing for me. This past November is when I kind of started developing this, um, this, hey, I'm Warren and this is what I do. And so to give you a quick background, I started um, in 2011, um, my mom passed away of breast cancer mm. and I was kind of uh, shocked. <laughs> yeah. I guess I kind of shocked. I was completely, my whole life was turned around because I was 22 at the time and I had, I had no intentions like I, I know, you know, I didn't know what I expected, but I, you know, I thought that she was going to be around forever. And, um, and so I was questioning, okay, what do I really want to do with my life? Um, you know, it was a really strange time. And so um, I remember I went, I go to Barnes Noble. I, I go there all the time to read and to look at magazines. And I went there one day and I was, you know what, I want to go to New York and I want to work in the fashion industry. And, um, and I'm just really curious about that space and where social media is going. Uh, you know, I, I had downloaded Instagram and I was looking at different brands and how people were launching businesses. And I was like, so I want to go intern and really figure out what this space looks like. And so I went into Barnes and Noble and I got all these fashion magazines and I started looking for celebrity fashion photographers in New York. And uh, I started reading up uh, interviews about them to see like, kind of like what they presented to the public, how they were as individuals. And uh, I reached out to, and back then on Instagram, these people, these photographers that work behind, behind the scenes, they, they weren't as big as the talent themselves because Instagram wasn't that, um, I mean, it, it, was, it was a big platform, okay? There was like millions and millions of people using it, but it wasn't anything like it is today. And so uh, I would find that these people had like 2,000, 3,000 followers, and these were celebrity, you know, photographers. So I reached out to them and I said, hey, you know, my name is Warren. Um, I'd really like to come intern for you. And it was really informal. Like, this is what I'm looking to do. Uh, this is what I think I can do for you. This is the value that I can bring you. Um, you know, I can potentially, you know, stay behind scenes, make sure that I'm getting photos of you and the talent together, making sure that the talent tags you before they leave so that you can, um, that you can have marketing collateral as a personal brand. And I just started saying all this stuff. And finally, um, a photographer said, yeah, I want you in New York. When can you get here? And I was in New York and immediately hit the ground working with very top fashion brands like GQ, Todd Snyder, Mont Blanc, Uniqlo. Oh, cool. um, at the very highest level, I was immediately immersed in this culture and I got to ask questions to global creative directors. I got to ask questions, you know, to Calvin Klein to, and, and not just the, the, the players at the bottom, uh, but the people at the very top that were making decisions on behalf of their brands because of my, um, the person who I was working with. And so I learned the influencer marketing space and I learned that there was so much untapped potential with influencer marketing. 
And the fact that people were looking at influencers as, as, uh, as they had to be celebrities. And I saw this rise of micro influencers of people that cater to specific niches um, gaining traction in this voice. And I wanted to figure out where I fit into that capacity, how I could essentially maybe, I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. I was still kind of figuring out, maybe I could be a, a, an agency or a brand manager to these people. But um, through, throughout that time and working with him, um, I learned very quickly just kind of the ropes, like how they developed campaigns, how these fashion brands were developing campaigns on social media. And, um, and then I started telling my friends back home that had businesses. I started saying, hey, like, did you know you can do this on Instagram? Or did you know that this brand didn't use any money and brought in millions of dollars. Like they literally didn't spend a dollar and they brought in these influencers because of like, uh, because they had something that that person wanted and they, it was like a, they didn't exchange any money. You know, it was just kind of like value for value. It was like a cross uh, collaboration campaign. You know, that's essentially what they were calling it. And, and they were like, wow, I didn't know that you could do that. I thought you had to pay people. And so, I became like somewhat of a consultant to my friends who had businesses and their businesses started exploding um, because they started incorporating some of these strategies. And then I went off to work for myself. So I uh, left, left New York and I uh, created my own company and I started consulting. And it wasn't just anybody. It was, I, I reached out myself personally to brands uh, and entrepreneurs that I wanted to work with. I said, hey, you know, I, you know, I, I love you. I love what you stand for. Um, this is this is how I could potentially help you in your business. And I pitched myself like it was almost like they weren't looking for somebody, but I showed them essentially the gaps in their strategy. And they wanted me after I kind of like did that. And so uh, fortunately, through this whole entire time, I've gotten to work with people that I that I highly regard and that share my core values. Um, and so I, uh, after a while, I, I was formerly an Instagram growth strategist. That's what I called myself uh, when I was branding myself in the marketplace. And then this past November, I evolved that into a community building strategist because what I realized was the stuff that I was teaching, the methodologies and the consulting that I was giving had this overarching methodology. Uh -huh. And um, that overarching methodology spanned all platforms. It didn't matter what platform you were on, you could build a sustainable culture or community if you um, looked into these seven C's. And, um, and so that's what I started uh, teaching on this past November, uh, consumer facing, I'd say, from a personal brand perspective. Uh -huh. And uh, for, and. and Awesomely enough, I've, I've spoken on a lot of stages. Um, I've done a lot of trainings here and both internationally, and um, I'm getting a lot of cool opportunities later this year um, to just talk about building community. It's, it's so right on time too, because I don't know if you've seen, uh, Facebook is really pushing this word, community, community. Yeah, I was going to um, say that, just that. I was going to say that it's a good, um, it, you know, you're, you're writing the trajectory correctly because Facebook... And I'm going to assume that I've been linked it. I'm seeing it now too a little bit. Not that they have communities, but a lot of people now are really talking about the, the engagement and the conversations that are being had around LinkedIn posts, similar to Facebook, that they're really trying to move away from the, you know, people want to know that there's a community that being, that there's someone behind the brand as opposed to just a brand puts up a post, people respond in some sort of very, you know, superficial level. So you really want to know that the people, that the brand, who, however, whatever size it is, they really want to know that there's someone there building it, developing it, 
reaching out to them and engaging them in a, in a meaningful way. I, yeah, and I call it, um, to kind of ride that, I call it, you know when an account has a soul and when it's soulless. So you know, you know when an account is a syndication platform for you know, just pieces of content, and you know when an account is being watched over and that has almost a soul to it. Like uh, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk always says that he responds to every single comment he gets. He manages his own Instagram account, and you feel that right. uh, because you see him. There's social proof. There's overwhelming evidence that it's him doing that. And uh, there's lots of other uh, thought leaders and influencers that are, are seeing that and not because of him, but understand that they need to, it's, it's more than just hiring an agency and having the agency do it. There's more people want more. Um, and, uh, and, and surprisingly enough, if they're not being given that, then brands that are differentiating themselves by fostering that um, people are turning their attention away, away from people who aren't and to the brands who are. And that because it, it just it, it's um, communities are relevant, you know, so there's more relevancy and not just relevancy um, like, you know, fashionably they're relevant, but they're relevant in the algorithm. So, you know, if you, you're if you have more engagement, more conversation, more community, then the algorithm will, you know, give you organic distribution. Right. And, uh, and so, yeah, that's just that's just how it's how, where it's going. Uh, that is such an interesting, I mean, I think we met, I think I saw it, I forgot who it was, maybe it was Brian Fanzo who was saying it uh, when Facebook recently, I mean, it could have been Brian Fanzo, I think it was about uh, when, re when Facebook released their new updates, you know, not too long ago about their new guidelines, and, and it was clear that the community was their focus and their, and their goal was to say is that it's not just about, we, they want to have meaningful, meaningful conversations, they actually said that in their official statement. And when they said that kind of statement saying is we want meaningful, meaningful conversations, that was like a, you know, code word for we want to build communities. We just don't want people to just share, you know, organic, organic content or content or paid content, but rather yeah. they, they want to really create something that people are having conversations about and not just another, you know, just another post. And uh, it's, it's no, and it's really no surprise because if you really look at where is Facebook and Instagram, where are they really putting their money from a marketing standpoint? And from a campaign standpoint, you have to watch any brand that you decide to work with. We'll get in, I guess we'll get into seven C's a little bit later, but one of the seven C's is collaboration. Um, you have to understand that these brands are running campaigns um, all the time. They're running right. certain things. So Facebook right now, they're huge on communities. They, they just recently launched that they're, they're, they have fellows, community fellows. So essentially yeah, communities sure. that they're investing you know, any, up to a million dollars in to essentially um, solve a problem or solve an issue that, that is being faced and, and they're putting yes. money in the community. So yeah. if they're spending money um, marketing that, don't, don't you think like that, that that's what they want or that's the gold standard in which you should, you know, try to elevate your, your following to is that sort of culture or having a community like that? And so I look at, I, I don't just look at, you know, what do I want or what does my community want or what's my community need? I look at, how can, I, how can I best be used as a case study or example by the people that, you know, like, you know, with me, I, you know, I have Entreport, you know, uh, any, any product uh, or service that I use, I think, you know, what, what campaigns are they running or who is their ideal person to spotlight so that, you know, I can make sure that I'm, you know, that I, not that, not that I can be exploited, but that I can be a, a, a fellow, that I can be a good testimonial or a case study so that, you know, I can advance, you know, a common agenda or a common, you know, thing that they're trying to get across to their followers. 
because these these big brands um they they need us uh to to be relevant they need us to say look at what so and so is doing with because of our brand our product or service you know this is what all of you should you know strive to be do or become and so with facebook right now their whole thing is we're going to give money to these people we're spotlighting these individuals who have phenomenal communities and that are making a difference uh in this world on this planet uh and so start paying attention to these communities that they're investing money in um yeah it's just like that's that's what i want people to 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 put their focus on actually i was going to say with regard to the community and facebook community jerusalem what there was a, the jerusalem startup scene was actually recently awarded by facebook as one of the communities at the people i know at least the startup scene was received actually was uh, selected because of all the great uh, the entire community uh, the jerusalem ecosystem was really selected because of its awesome community a focus on community the focus on bringing the entire tech ecosystem to the forefront as a way to build Jerusalem as a, as a tech culture and not just you know a bunch of startups working in a city but rather everything they do is really a community to, uh, around everything in other words the entire there's a you know there are whatsapp groups and there's facebook pages and communities that they created and everything works around this one core idea that the community the great the whole the the sum is greater than the parts and so everything is focused on that and that the people are so passionate and work together and collaborate in such a great way that it makes uh, it made them, they just recently were granted about, a, I think not even two weeks ago, three weeks ago, they were selected as one of the communities that Facebook is going to work with. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, it's an awesome, it's an awesome venture and an awesome idea. So you mentioned collaboration as one of the key things and I love the idea that you're taking this high-end approach to, you know, Facebook saying, Facebook and Instagram, like you said, are fake, are, are know putting their money into into brands that they, they want brands to kind of you know i guess you call it like emulate what you're looking at is like let's emulate these big brands that are really taking it community seriously i think mm -hmm. that's a great approach uh, what else is besides collaboration which is like you know really trying to bring the community together what else what are the seven c's like you said so I guess let's start at the beginning with the order because uh, before you get to collaboration, you have to go through you know three other three other C's before you can even have a conversation about collaboration. Uh -huh. And so the the C's are in order from importance because a lot of times I'll have a conversation um, with somebody who is is trying to build a community for the first time, so they're a brand new community or they have an existing community and this isn't a concept that they've, they've thought of. And so the first C is gonna be clarity. Uh, we, and, and a lot of times people, um, they haven't even thought of what they want their community to be. Um, they just started creating something and it kind of took off or maybe they hit a viral video and they have all these people following them and, um, and, and they're not too sure. So they, they need some, some idea. And so to give you an example with Octonation, you know, when I was when I was first developing that community out, I started with Clarity. I, I, I thought, okay, what is this going to be? And Clarity, um, for, for those of you um, who kind of need a definition, for me, it's how how are we empowering our community to refer us at scale? How are we make how are we developing a simple cohesive message? How or messaging to put out there in the world where uh, when when Octonation, you know. There, there doesn't need to be anybody that that speaks. Wait, let me rephrase that. If if I stop talking, um, people are still going to be out there every single day talking about Octonation. 
because the the amount of clarity that I have around the brand is I've the messaging behind it. Like Octonation is the largest octopus fan club. So I could have been I could have been anything, right? I could have said I'm the ocean. I could have been cephalopod nation, but then I'd be dealing with a really hard word and people right. don't really know what that is. They'd be like, oh, whatever. But octopus is is fair. You know, that's people feel comfortable with that. And so, um, and so, what I wanted people to say when somebody says, "Oh, what's Octonation?" I wanted everybody to say, "It's the largest octopus fan club." And I wanted to empower my community with the words that they needed to to just tell or talk about it freely. And so, another thing with the community is I wanted to bridge the gap between science, like like researchers and scientists, and mainstream America. So, what I was seeing before and why I thought you know octopuses you know um, weren't really given you know, um, their fair, you know, uh, love in the media limelight, you know, throughout history. This past century, they've been seen as kind of like demonic and they're attacking ships and Ursula and Disney was a very bad character. And, you know, there hasn't really been that many stories about a friendly octopus, right? And, um, and so I was like, why is that? I got really curious. And I was like, you know what? It's because they're no one's ever really given them a platform in which people could be really curious or wonder about them or share factual information. Um, and so what I wanted to do was uh, create this platform where people saw them as almost like all these different species had various superpowers. And, um, and so that was the kind of the lens um, that I viewed these octop- like uh, octopus through. And so I started uh, storytelling you know, here's the sand octopus. And, you know, the sand octopus, you know, is amazing because it lacks a, a color changing ability. Like it can't change like, you know, uh, normal octopuses do. Instead, it, you know, it blows itself through jet propulsion, you know, three feet into the ground and then uses one of its arms um, as a ventilation hood uh, and almost like, like a chimney and like uh, makes like a hole to where it can breathe. And then it kind of stays underground so it can protect itself. And so I just kind of made it to where I was like, oh, my God, that really exists. That's really cool. And like maybe I would share videos or a photo of it. And, uh, you know, I've shared almost over 2000 posts to date. And I I think throughout time, people were just like, wow, these are really I had no idea so many existed. And I had no idea that there was such an array of superpowers or that there were so many cool things about them. And uh, so they went from this really scary, mysterious, ambiguous, vague like distant creature to now it's in my timeline. I see it on a daily basis and I feel like there's more of a connection here. And so when I was mapping this out clarity that this is what it was going to be, this is what the community was going to be. I was going to share art. I was going to share um, educational content in a really fun and informative way. Not like that was overly sciencey or overly heady. And I was going to give access. uh, I was going to give my community access to thought leaders that they wouldn't normally have access to. I was going to spotlight Aquarius around the world. I was going to interview people at different aquariums and uh, give them access to cephalopod researchers so they could talk about their experience with taking care of an octopus on a daily basis. And so I was very clear, like that was, you know, that was clarity around my brand. But most people, they don't really, they don't really look into their uh, their community when they're first starting it out, um, kind of like they don't have that in-depth look at it. And so that's, Kind of, there's a lot of questions I, I ask people as I'm going through clarity, uh-huh. but really at the end of the day, what, what the clarity is, is it's how are you empowering your community or your followers with the messaging 
to really refer your community at scale, to be at a coffee shop and say, you have got to follow Octonation because of X, Y, Z. You have got to follow this account because X, Y, Z. If, if you don't know what they're saying or what they would be saying in public to refer your account, then you're not really controlling the conversation and you're not aware of what, why anybody would follow your community in the first place, um, then there becomes an issue where your community isn't being referred because right. there isn't a cohesive messaging. Uh, there isn't co cohesive campaigning around what people would say. Uh, we're not instilling that languaging that people feel empowered to talk about the community with. And so um, there's a lot that goes and that's wrapped it up into clarity. Um, and typically when I'm working with somebody, there's like a, a four or five hour call that we're on just talking about clarity, <laughs> just yeah, getting really super, super clear with what is this thing and, uh, and how are we going to get people excited? You know, how are we going to be deserving of their attention on a daily basis? You know, there's millions and millions of accounts. How are we going to differentiate ourselves? And so, um, so that's, that's clarity. And that, especially, um, especially, I guess with when you're working as opposed to working with like a specific uh, brand persona, this would be like when you're, when you're working on clarity, it's taking the personas, it's taking the, the messages of the, of the brand, it's taking the, what the community is really like, what the ethos of the community is really trying to go, uh, go with and using that real clear guidelines and really the, I guess the outline of what the community is meant to be, where it was, where, where, where it is right now, where it wants to be, and mm -hmm. really taking that, that inf information and really giving it that, those few, the, 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 high, the high level and also the more detailed level uh, points so that way the, the community is always focused around core concepts, core points, absolutely, et cetera. That's and awesome. yeah, and um, if it's an existing brand and they say these are our, you know, these are our principles or these are, and I'll get to the second C and I'll tap into that. Yeah. But um, um, if they tell me, you know, who they are, what they want to be perceived, I say, okay, so what campaigns or, you know, what are we building that essentially drives back to, to these things? Because as of right now, I'm looking at your strategy and I'm not seeing um, any, any evidence of, of this thing that you, that you're trying to be perceived as. And so the second C is core values. Um, and so really, and, and this is something that's extremely uh, important, which is why it's number two. Uh, and most people, like I said, it's, it's something that they immediately skim past. They're like, eh, you know, whatever. But your core values are really your collective identity in your community. Right. Uh, you have to, you have to be, you have to create a space. And you mentioned that, um, that your, your community was chosen to receive um, this award and, and, and to be, be given this money. And it's, it's most likely because you, you as a group have these, these core values that you share, uh, this advancement um, of that just everybody's on the same page. We, they're all very aware of why we're doing what we're doing and they're all working in tandem because they're under this, they're under these, uh, this, this core beliefs that this is just what we're gonna do. Like this is just right. what we're about. And so when I look at, um, like, uh, let me just tie this back to Octonation when I was developing core values is one of them was accessibility to information. Like, you know, was just this, this profound accessibility to receiving the answers that they want on this species. I don't, I don't want anybody to feel like they couldn't ask a question uh, that it wouldn't be answered. And so every single time somebody asked a question, I made sure that if I didn't know the answer, I was researching it. I, in the beginning, right. to, tell you, to tell you the truth, was I a scientist? No. <laughs> was I a, did I have any background? And there was a lot of people that said, 
what makes you an authority in the octopus space? I was like, nothing. And I was right. like, I'm just, I'm profoundly curious. And I, and I have the patience and the commitment that I'm going to curate this confirmation, this content in, in a way that is going to band all of these people together. And, um, and that's enough. And so, but I did that, you know, by having very strong core values. And so with that, um, accessibility was just like, if people asked an answer and you can see if you go to Octonation on our Facebook, we have over 300 reviews and all of them will say they're extremely accessible. They answer all the comments, they this, they that. And that's not by chance, that's by strategy, right? So every single, um, every single review that you read on Octonation, that's this long drawn out review, I can, I can tie back to where in the strategy we are manufacturing that type of review in the future. And so um, you, you have the power to control re- what reviews you get based on having a very set um, core values in place. Um, because then the C after that, uh, I don't know if you have any questions on core values. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm listening and then I'm gonna ask okay. some questions as we go along. Because the C after that goes right into content. So how through your content are you delivering on those core values? So every single time you post, every single time your brand is seen, it has to drive back or reiterate a core value that you have. And if it doesn't, and if you're just posting emotionally or posting because, wow, I, you know, I forgot to post today or whatever, and it's not tying back to your, your core values, I always tell people, don't post and or understand, like make a mental note that that's a weakness of yours and you need to hire out or you need to find a team of people that can be you know, more consistent with that. But it's every, it really needs to be, and I tell people with content, every single time you post on social media, it's an application for the ongoing attention of your follower. So there's a lot of people who look at content and they're just like, oh, whatever, I'll just make a post today. Right. <laughs> like, you know, oh, I'll just post. I, I have to post today, I should just post. And they look at it as like this, like they overlook it as this like trivial thing that they do on a daily basis. And I take it so insanely serious because the people that I work with um, want to build massive, um, and they, they are, they, they, some of the clients that I work with have millions and millions of followers and they don't take, uh, they're posting lightly. They, right. they make sure that it delivers on their brand guidelines, their core values, their, you know, there's a lot that they, they, they have adapted to this. And so that's, that's to say, if you're somebody who's just beginning or you're developing a community and you don't take yourself seriously because you're like, I'm not at that level yet. You have to start at that level. So you really have to understand that every single time you post, um, you want to give as much context as possible. Um, you don't want to be, and like I say with content, I have this whole presentation on content. I can talk about content for a long time. But um, what I see nowadays is that there are people that are, are extremely vague when they give any advice. And we live in an age where the people who are following you, if you want the people who, who um, understand you know, where you're coming from and can execute on your ideas, then you will give them the information that they need to, to, make, to actually do the thing you're talking about. So I always, I always tell people with content, what is somebody able to do, be, or have as a result of, of engaging with that piece of content? And that's what I always ask. If I'm using Instagram as an example, what I do is I'll draw on a board all the square, like all the squares, like three squares, and I'll keep drawing squares. 
and I'll look at their, their current strategy and I'll say, what is the intention of this post? What is somebody able to do, be, or have as a result of you posting this right now? And people will look at me and they'll be like, I didn't know it was that serious. I'm like, it's that serious. So yes. what, what essentially, what is somebody able to do, be, or have? How are you empowering people to make a decision? How are you, you know, with every single post that you're making? And, um, and so I really, take, I really take this seriously just because um, this is what it takes to really build a fanatical community is to not leave people in the dark with information or, you know, I see a lot of people with uh, quotes with absolutely zero context or, or a brand voice as to how they arrived to posting that quote for the day. They're just hoping that people fill in the blanks and people don't have the capacity to fill in the blanks. And if they, what do they need you for if they can fill in the blanks, right? So it's, it's truly understanding that people are following you because they want, because of your life experience, uh, they're following you because of your rise, they're following you because of what you look like, how you present yourself. And so um, how are you really incorporating who you are into what you're posting on a daily basis to really drive, drive that down? And then it, all, it always trickles down. So it always goes, okay, your content. So how are you, um, how are you tying that back to your core values? And is that is that what we're trying to achieve based on what we talked about in clarity? And so we're constantly always driving back to, does, does that make sense for what we're trying to do? Um, and then the, uh, do you have any questions about? Yeah, that was, <laughs> no, I do have a question about it. You said, okay. content, you said content, which is, I mean, I, I love the way it flows from, you know, the largest goals, clarity to the next more kind of focus, which is core values to the content, which is really the, mm-hmm. like you said, it's the practical application for an ongoing opportunity to gauge your community. And then you said something about the three questions you always ask your community or the person behind the community is what, 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 the, what is this content? What, what can this content do? What, yeah. What, is, what is somebody able to do as a result of ingesting this piece of content? B, who are they able to become? And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, uh, or, you know, or it can right. be, and, um, right. so, uh, you know, who could it potentially be? What, what are you empowering them? Who are you empowering them to show up as, as a result of, of looking at this piece of content? And um, do we have... Uh, oh, I think it's a do, be, or have. I think that's... Yeah, do, be, or have. Uh, uh, what could they potentially get from this? Um, right. And then the, the, there's actually a second, the, the last one, um, and this was something actually, uh, Jim Quick, I listened to him speak um, at the Best You Expo in... I want to say it was, it was either London or because the best view expo was in London, but then it went to California. So I think Jim was in California, but anyways, he said, he said, uh, what is somebody able to, how is, how is somebody, how does someone, how does someone feel empowered to share? So how are you essentially giving permission as a thought leader, a brand or organization, because it's not obvious to people that you want them to share. People really feel like they need permission to share it. It's not like a thing, thing that people freely do. Uh, and so how are you really hitting home in the caption section? You know, you have to be direct, you know? So how, how are you really facilitating uh, that share? You know, how are you um, giving them so much information? And there's a bunch of thought leaders that can tie this back to like Jordan Syatt. He's, uh, he's amazing with this. Um, you know, he receives hundreds of comments on every single post. Um, because of the context, the long form context that he gives with every single post that he makes, that just makes people that throughout his long form context, people can sink their teeth into different aspects of the content. And so they have something to say in the comment section, but they also can think of somebody 
who that message would apply to and they tag them below the, in the comment section. So it's a really interesting phenomenon that happens. Uh, most people think, oh, well, people don't have the attention span. And I was like, they don't have the attention span because there's not enough people um, that are, are willing to take the time to really educate them because they think they don't have the attention span. Um, I think, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Jordan Peterson, nope. but Jordan Peterson is somebody who does four hour, five hour interviews. He wow. just did a two and a half hour, two and a half inter, uh, hour interview with GQ. Uh, I think it was British GQ. Uh, and it, that wasn't that wasn't an interview. I, I don't think that I've seen that length of an interview done, <laughs> what, uh, because you typically see GQ do this really short, snappy, you know, whatever. But I think there's there's an interesting thing that's happening right now, which is um, that I think Jordan is really pioneering this long form dialogue, these long form interviews, uh, intellectual conversations. Um, and so there's really no excuse for people to say, oh, well, people don't have the attention span. They do, they just have the attention span for the specific thing they're interested in. And so if it's, you know, uh, creating polymer clay charms, they're gonna watch a two or three hour tutorial on how to create a polymer clay charm. They just have to care about it, you know? Right. And so uh, that's, that's really content. Um, I don't know if you have any more. No, no, that's, that's a really, that's a really detailed, uh, I love the detail of it because it really takes the understanding of the, of the, you know, the, like I said, the higher point of clarity and core values and it brings it to another, like a much more detailed approach and really gives you, it, it's almost like the call to action or really taking what the content and makes you much more deliberate about the content you post, which I think yeah, is absolutely, important. Yeah, absolutely. Everything in, in community building is deliberate because I always tell people, once you, once you have a community, you're just facilitating a conversation at scale on a daily basis. It's not about you anymore. Right. Even if you're a thought leader, if you want to hit the mass, if you want to hit masses and you really want to hit, you know, the, the amount of people in which that you can affect on a daily basis, at some point in time, you have to understand that you're, that you become essentially a platform in which gives access to people who, you know, that are interested in facilitating that conversation. You, well, we'll get, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me, let me get to <laughs> the other C because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay focused. So the, the next C after that, uh, which most people, uh, again, like I said, they just kind of skip to, which is what we landed on, which is collaboration. Uh-huh. Um, and collaboration is a superpower. Uh, collaboration is actually the fastest way to grow your following when done strategically. And we've seen it done. I mean, we've seen it done with so many different people. Um, you know, you see the Cash Me Outside girl, you know, that was on Dr. Phil. You know, we uh -huh. see Cardi B. We see, I mean, there's so many uh, individuals that are, are collaborating and there's so many uh, brands uh, that are, that are, are now contending with Victoria's Secret. Uh, there's the Fashion Nova line, yeah. uh, which is breaking out because of you know collaboration. And so collaboration, um, uh, obviously, you know you want to look at, at, and most people don't look at this. They just go, "Who can I collaborate that has vanity metrics?" So that's what most people that I've seen do is they go, "Can you imagine if I was on so and so's platform?" I'm like, do you know what their platform stands for? And do you know like do you guys share any core values? Like that doesn't matter. I'm like it actually does because it's not about you, it's about, it's about the community that you're building. And if you collaborate with somebody that has a clash of values, and I'll give you a really good example, is I, I, had, um, I was reached out to, um, I don't know if you saw, there was a lot of people in New York and California that were serving uh, octopus um, raw, 
right? So they were serving them when they were wriggling okay. around and they were, they were chopping them up in front of people in New York and California. And so there were a couple of uh, representatives um, and people that were ambassadors for PETA and they reached out to me and they said, Octonation, like this is perfect. Why wouldn't you want to get behind this? They're chopping up this thing that you love. And I said, um, well, if, if I'm being true with my brand and you know our mission statement and what our core values are, it's actually, we, we don't come from a place of, of fear. That's just, that's not our platform. And so at no point in time are we gonna ever tell somebody to stop doing something because it's my belief that the reason that you know nonprofits, when it comes to pollution or when it comes to whatever, the ones that don't get far, the ones that are telling people to stop doing something because they are this type, that they're like, they're like, stop polluting, stop doing this, stop being this, or you're going to be perceived as that. Or, you know, people are afraid to like drink from straws now because there are so many campaigns that are like, you're a horrible person if you're doing this. And that's not how you get to people. And so my whole thing is how do we educate people to the point where they can make the conscious decision because they're given enough information that we're not making that decision for them. And so I reached back out to them and I said, you know, PETA's mission statement is, is that animals are not ours to use uh, for entertainment purposes, to eat, to, you know, all of those things. And I said, Octonation is an entertainment platform. Right. Um, we celebrate this, this animal, we, you know, and so we're just not a fit. And so um, there were a couple of my friends that say, why would you turn down a community that has millions of followers um, when, when that, could, that could immediately skyrocket Octonation to be, you know, this, this crazy well-known brand. And I said, because I'm playing the long-term game, like I, I will strategically collaborate to where I get to that point by myself. And I was like, but if I threw, if I threw an event where PETA people and Octonation people came together, they most likely wouldn't be friends right. because there'd be that conversation about, oh my God, you're for aquariums. Well, aquariums are a capitalist plague on society. And, you know, and so, you know what I mean? It's just like, I, I knew that, that, that from a, uh, a community perspective um, that our communities would clash. And so um, you really have to think of your community like that. You have to think of what does our community stand for? And even if you get a call from a well-known person and I've gotten calls uh, and I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of people and I said, I'm sorry, uh, you're, it's really not a fit. Like our, my community wouldn't be you know, uh, and sometimes I'll ask them, you know, I'll put up, up like a picture. What, what, what do you think it would be like to work with X? And they'd say, no, here's why. And so I'm like, okay, I respect that. Um, and so it's, it's really, you know, me not making decisions based on myself. It's constantly bringing it to the community and saying, you know, what do you guys think? Or, you know, what do you think? And we have, you have the opportunity as a community. I mean, you can ask certain questions. You can constantly gauge people. You can facilitate conversation on a daily basis. You don't have to assume what people need or what they want on a daily basis. You can ask. And I think Ryan Levesque has done enough work on that whole concept for people to look into. Um, And so uh, collaboration, just going back to that, is... um, uh, and I, I did my post, the post that you saw today was on collaboration because I've seen so many different artists and so many different um, individuals rise to fame recently. There's an animal activist called The Real Tarzan, and he's currently working with nonprofits right now in Africa um, because he went there because, uh, you know, China with the whole uh, rhino horn trade and things like right. that, they were, rever- were going to, you know, reverse the ban on it. 
And so he went there with a video team and he went there uh, sponsored by organizations to bring in his influence uh, because he has a very popular culture influences influences because he's, you know, he goes out and he parties with rappers. He has this whole exotic account, but he is also big on education. So he's kind of the best of all these worlds, right? He right. has popular culture. He has education. He used to work at a zoo when he was really young and he has this now platform and he shot this video where he was um, on the ground with a, a rhino who's getting an infusion, um, a poison infusion in its horn um, to uh, uh, keep people from eating it or for, from chopping it off. And then also a microchip. So if somebody were to chop it off, they could track that horn. And that video went viral. I think it has over 4 million views. Uh, that pause has over 200, you know, do, 200 new donors and just a, a bunch of crazy stuff happened. And I think, uh, and he, and he, I think he, he went from, he had, you know, he already had a million followers or whatever, but after that campaign, I think he went up close to a million more followers wow. based on, on that. So that was a very good strategic collaboration that allowed him to, to really, uh, <laughs> to really blossom and grow. And uh, he was utilizing not just himself and his platform, but he was using his, his community, his influence, going to an organization that, that needed that influence. If they could have achieved that result without him, they would have probably done it already. But they understand from a community aspect that it's going to take a lot, a lot of people, a lot of voices to, uh, to get this out there. And then I think shortly after, China, and I don't know if it was a direct cause of what he did. I'm not saying it was, but um, I know that I, I saw an article, I think two days ago that said uh, amongst outcry, China has decided to not reverse the ban. And so I look at stuff like that. And I look at that strategic collaboration that organizations have the ability to do and that people that have platforms or that want to advance stuff. Um, you really can uh, at a very early time start strategically mapping out who currently out there is facilitating conversations that I want to have at scale what are their current existing platforms you know you know how do, how do they do that do they do that through podcast do they do that through magazine do they do that through associations do they do that through and then really map it out and say okay if, if I want to get into this space like me with Optonation I, I, when I had like 40 followers on Instagram and I was just starting my account I said there is already people in the world who self-identify as being interested in octopus-related stuff. Who is catering to them right now? Simon Montgomery, the author of Solvent Octopus, the best-selling book. Um, Peter Godfrey Smith. There's an association called Tonemo. There are magazines that specialize in underwater photography, specifically on invertebrates. There are associations, the CIAC. So I mapped out, okay, these are the people who are currently catering to this community. How do I bring them all together? You know, what, what do I need to create? What content do I need to curate? Uh, what campaigns do I need to build? Uh, who do I need to interview? Um, you know, who needs to know what Optonation stands for and is about? And I brought everybody together through uh, strategic collaboration. Um, and now that's why we're over 350,000 people of really close tight-knit people um, that, and most people, I remember when I first started the community, my family was just like, you're gonna be the only one in this club. <laughs> And I was just like, no, I, I know what I'm doing. Like, you know, I, uh, I, have, I have a plan, so don't worry about it. But I think when they, when they heard the word largest octopus fan club, I mean, I think anybody would have told me, that sounds like a dumb idea. <laughs> but, um, 
but I, I, I like I said, I, I, from my background, I knew that I could make this thing a reality. So do you have any questions on collaboration? Do you think, no, I, think uh, I think, I think the collaboration makes total sense. As long as we're, you know, it really, it, it shows the ability of taking the content and then, you know, the content that you're going to share, which is already being deliberate and the collaborations, which is always about, you know, partnerships, that just like any networking and any import, you know, any try, any approach to growth is I can grow in two ways. One is I could just go as big as possible by, you know, doing anything and, and saying yes to everything, or I could be yeah. very deliberate and saying is I'll take five really strong people or really strong influencers or strong communities and work with them and put all my you know efforts into those five communities or those five influencers and be very deliberate by being deliberate. It allows you to, the, 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 the value of the collaboration, the value of that partnership is much stronger than just doing a lot of little things that may be, or like I like to say is, you know, saying yes to everything because you think, because yeah. you think that's just, just what you need. It's not always that you need to be saying yes to everything. And, and the content that you produce doesn't have to be, like you said, it doesn't have to be every day. It could be once a week. If, if your content is good, high quality content and it resonates with your core values and it's very clear what you're trying to do, then that one post will be just as good as having, you know, a lot of posts that are, you know, not as good. And, and most people, most people think, I, I really think that when people are, are creating a community in the beginning, that they have to pay their dues. They have this yeah. idea or this mindset that, well, I, I'm not, I haven't been around long enough to want a bigger platform. And that just isn't, it isn't the case because if you have the capacity to intercom, to entertain a conversation that's a, at a certain level, like I'll, I'll use Jordan Peterson in this example, he is a psychoanalyst. Uh, he's been in practice a long time. He's been a professor for a long, long time. For him to diminish the, the type of conversation that he could have as a hyper-intellectual based on him thinking that he needs to pay his dues, and so he interviews people that can't really understand where he's coming from because they're just at this, this IQ or they're at this whatever, he's going to burn himself out, right? He's going he's gonna to think, wow, I must not, I'm not saying that this would be happen, but most people, what I see is they're like, well, I, maybe I'm not good enough, or maybe uh, I'm not making sense. I'm like, no, you're just not doing the thing that you really want to do yet, which is you're, you're not really researching the people who really under, like, who, who could have, have these conversations, make things happen for you, that are, that are having events that are catering to your ideal audience already. Like you're, you're thinking that you need to write three or 4,000 things before you reach out to people. And I'll be the first to tell you, when I had 40 followers in Optonation, I was reaching out to New York Times bestselling artists, I mean, bestselling authors. You know, I was already entertaining those conversations. I said, this is what I want to do. You cater to this audience. I have an immense passion uh, and gratitude for who you are and what you're doing. Um, how do you think we could potentially work together or, you know, or any gaps do you, do you see or what problems do you currently see that this industry has? You know, why isn't this animal, you know, a celebrated animal just being profoundly curious. And that's what I said on my post today that you read was on clarity. I really said, what are you profoundly curious about? Something that you just have this unshakable like curiosity. And I, I really wanted to figure out why this, why this insanely incredible animal wasn't regarded at a higher level. This ancient, like over 300 million years old was on, you know, swimming the oceans before dinosaurs were even here. Like, why wasn't this animal regarded as something more? And, um, and so I, that, that's kind of what I sought to figure out. And I brought all these people, you know, together and I started educating the world at scale. And now there's tons of people where it's like, you know, I, I had no idea that there were these things living in the ocean 
Um, and wow, you know, maybe I think I, I want to be more conscientious about, you know, where I throw my garbage away because uh, I love this animal. You know, it's almost like, you know, in, until, until you can really educate people and understand the impacts that they have, they, they first have to get curious about something first. They first have to fall in love with something. I mean, you'd like to think that people are just going to innately say, you know what, I love the ocean and I want to protect it. But what I've found is that people really need, just like anything, they need to be educated <laughs> on manners. They need to be educated on what's down there. They need to be educated on, on their, you know, so it's just, it's, it's that. So, um, for time's sake, I think we should <laughs> move yeah, on. To no, I, I love, I'm really loving this conversation because these really yeah. with the, um, a lot of the goal, a lot of the things that I work with, with the clients that I have and the, you know, the, the brands that I work with, a lot of it is exactly this. It's like making sure you're clear on what mm -hmm. you're saying. What are your values? What are the points that we're trying to make sure that we're always hitting, mm -hmm. what, you know, what content, what, what is the content? How does that reflect it back into, like you said, the clarity and the core values and how, who are we going to try to partner with and not just try to, you know, mass tag or try to, mm -hmm. you know, just get everyone to spray with everyone, but rather who are we really trying to focus on? I think they're really great. So but let's keep on going with number five. Yeah. yeah so ahead. that one is going to be, um, what is it? <laughs> it's going to be connection. Okay. So uh, after collaboration, it's uh, how are we fostering? I, I, I coined this term uh, of incentivized attention. So um, it's not enough to get on Facebook Live every day. It's not enough to... Um, to educate on, on a daily basis. People truly need nowadays um, incentivized attention to really follow your account. They really need to be able to confidently talk about you and differentiate your account from a lot of other accounts. And, um, and to give you an example of incentivized attention, it doesn't always have to be this, but um, I give this example just because it really drove engagement when Gary Vee launched the 60 second club or the five sure. minute club. Um, right. And uh, there, was an, there was an incentive to tune into his content because you had the ability to potentially win something. You could win a FaceTime with him. You could win socks. You could win shirts. You could win, you know, whatever. And so, um, other, you know, and that, that, that could be, I think, immediately perceived as like a surface level connection and we can right. get deeper, but there's at least... You know, um, that's that's one aspect of connection. It's it's really figuring out. Okay, if he's going a step deeper and he's incentivizing people to show up because he has the ability to give them physical things, how can you do that? You know, how can how can we how can we do that in our businesses? And how can we um, how can we deepen the the uh, the relationship that we have from people and really get into where they have an incentive of following us? Another thing with uh, connection is. Uh, is of course commenting on people's posts and not with sur surface level comments but if, if people are truly asking you a question or opening up and sharing uh, something about themselves you should really uh, understand uh, I, I, I have some people that have millions of followers and they get whatever they get a lot of comments but I mean, I'm like if you respond to 10 of those or 20 of those that means at the given year you're at least hitting you know a lot more people than you wouldn't like that than you would be if you didn't do it at all right so but what it does is it shows other people that like the account has a soul. Right. So, um, and a lot of times uh, people don't understand that common threads are an extremely viewed thing, extremely viewed asset on social media. Right. And you have the opportunity to 
give more context. If somebody has a, a disagreement in the comment section, you have a, a, an opportunity to clarify that, add more context and have that be a highly viewed post, uh, which again, will tie back to your core values, which will tie back to, you know, it, it all loops back. You have to, you know, go back through the seas. But, um, and that's another thing with every single comment, you have to go back to your core values. Is it instilling core values or, you know, um, or is it not, you know? So um, how are you just building that deeper connection? And I could get bigger, uh, deeper right. into connection. There's a lot of, cause all of these things, um, you know, I have a lot of different aspects. Like I'm always uh, expanding on it too. Right. Uh, something that I'm working on um, uh, to launch, uh, I think later this year or at the beginning of this next year is essentially a library of, of this is how you can deepen the connection. And here are all these different ways that you can do it that's awesome. um, and showing examples. But uh, so that's just a couple of, of ways that you, you all can go out there and, and start thinking about how can I really, do you truly understand? Like, you know, another thing that uh, my, that I do for Octonation for incentivized attention is I definitely do a lot of giveaways mm -hmm. uh, with, um, with artists that create, you know, octopus items. Um, I, uh, I give them access to a lot of uh, thought leaders they wouldn't normally have access to. And I uh, allowed them to ask questions mm -hmm. to, uh, to thought leaders. So when, when somebody, when somebody asks you about your community or it's when someone's, you know, if you're at a coffee shop, I always use an example because I want people to talk about a community in public. I want them to really feel empowered to just casually mention it, you know? And uh, so you really have to think about that conversation that's happening outside of your community and so what are they saying? You know, if somebody, you know, turned to me and they said, why would somebody even follow Octonation? Because there's been a lot of people that tell me, like, why would somebody follow an Octopus fan club? What do you even do? And when I tell them all the reasons, they're like, oh, my God, I want to follow that. And I don't even really like Octopus. Like, you know, that's amazing. And, uh, and so how are you really, you know, empowering those people uh, to really form that deeper connection? And a lot of it is through incentivized attention. So if you're getting up and you're lecturing on a daily basis as a thought leader, Think about who else you can give access to. And even if it's, if uh, I always tell people um, you have no competitors. So if it's somebody that shares a or has a completely different upbringing or life story, say you're a Facebook ad specialist, whatever. Sure. And it's, it's not crazy of you to collaborate with another Facebook ad specialist. It's really not. Because no. what it tells your community is that you're not afraid of bringing somebody else on board because they have a completely different perspective. You know, the idea, I mean, Facebook ads is really like an art. Right. You know, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. I mean, it's hard for two people to do it the very same way, uh, just based on everything. You know, there's so many different things. So if, if they can come in and shed some light on something, typically what happens is they attribute what they learned to the person who gave them access to that person. So right. they're like, I, I never need to leave your community because you're constantly bringing through people that are giving us this information. And so they're going to attribute and stay in your community longer because you're curating all the information that they need from various perspectives. And so, um, but what I see is a lot of thought leaders, like I could never work with him or her. I can, right. no, they're, they're, they're constantly stealing my methodologies or strategies. I'm like, then work with them. Like right. who cares? Right. Like, you know, you guys have completely two, you know, two varying, you know, personalities, but you know, it's like, I would open the doors. Like, you, you know, I don't know. You guys aren't going to have the same clients, whatever. If, if, if they're clear with their communities, then. Right. Then I think, I I think that's, I think you're right. I think the, well, a lot many people still be, still feel threatened by the, you know, the competitor 
And I think mm-hmm. if you if you br- create the connection and bridge that competition or bring, bridge that, you know, that gap, and like you said, you're clear with it and you are looking to collaborate, people will always view that as a more positive approach as opposed to saying is, why are they better? Or, you know, if you're trying to always distinguish yourself, saying is, I'm better than the other person or this brand is better than the other brand and we're not this brand, we're, you know, we've always seen these ads, these ads always exist that, you know, we're not this brand or this brand does this way and we do it the other way. It, instead of doing it that way, as opposed to doing it that way, doing it with more of a connection and open-minded, I, I, the, the strength is there. And the strength and opportunity is much better, better when you're much more connected and much more, you know, kind of transparent and looking to, you know, collaborate, as, as, as you said. And if you're truly connected with somebody, like if you right. have a partner or anything like that, you're not afraid of them leaving. Right. Because that means that connection, that connection is meant to be. You're, you're doing right. everything in your capacity to give that person, you know, um, everybody that they need to be the person that they want to be. And um, like, so I'm just never, like I said, when it comes to competition, I've never been the person to, to feel like I'm like, I, you know, I'm going to cater to a certain type of person that's going to listen to my story. And they're going to say, you know, I was there. I was there where you were and this is the situation that I'm in and that's how I relate to you. People relate to people for all sorts of different reasons, you know what I mean? Right. And uh, so that's, yeah. So that's what a connection is really about is, is dropping that fear and understanding that it's about your community uh, and forming a deeper relationship with them through really having conversations with them and, and facilitating deeper and deeper conversations. Right. It's all good. So, <laughs> so, so I guess we'll, I guess we'll move on from that one. Yeah. Let me go get him real quick. No worries. I, I paused the recording, so it's all good. Okay. We're going to begin it. Yeah. So you were saying that number six on the, on the seven C's. Is a conversion. And yeah. so, like I said, these are all in order. And so there's right. a lot of people who skip from, uh, who skip from content to conversion. Right. <laughs> you go content conversion. Why isn't my content converting? Like there's a lot of C's that you missed in that process. And so we really, I always go back to clarity, but if, if we're starting on conversion, because you guys already know all the C's, conversion is really, you know, um, how, you know, how are you, at this point, you, you are deserving of their attention because you've proven that through giving them content, tying it back to their core values, deepening your, your connection with it. Now you have the ability um, to ethically convert them to, or I should say shift their focus to uh, um, a solution or if you, if you offer a solution at all. And so um, it, depending on what platform you're using, I'll use Instagram as an example. It's really not hard to sell people in, in your community. It's actually insanely easy. When people build communities, like I, you know, I worked with somebody who runs the largest Gilmore Girls uh, fan club and uh, it's a, over a seven figure brand uh, selling Gilmore Girls apparel, uh, having you know conversations about the episodes, uh, she gives them access to uh, former people on the show. Um, it's this whole entire community. Those people aren't hard to sell. They're they're in the community. They want more things. They you know whatever she can imagine or think up, they want. Um, and and so really, what she does um, to convert those people, and, and largely this is what it becomes, is showing overwhelming social proof that you're deserving of of the sale. So. Um, uh, I'll give you another example. There was somebody I was working with uh, named Serena Oplesiosaur. She's changing her branding name uh, pretty soon. Uh, but she's on Instagram and she sells uh, enamel pins uh, that you would like put on your shirt or 
or your hat. Mm -hmm. And um, when I first uh, came into contact with her, I was just like, um, you're showing these enamel pins on a flat surface. And I was like, how about we show them on backpacks or pushed into the wall, like uh, where a calendar is or like all these different uses, because I don't think it's obvious to people the multiple ways in which these things can be used. And mm -hmm. so let's show um, clients um, how they're using the pins. Let's do a campaign where we're showing, you know, all these different ways that people can be utilizing these things. And so um, that was a huge uh, part of converting people was just showing social proof or social evidence as to how people were achieving their desired result or um, being satisfied with the product program or service. Um, uh, so like Jordan uh, Syatt, for example, I use him as an example too. He has this inner circle for $24.95 a month. And what he was doing was he was screenshotting people's um, accounts on Instagram that were using uh, uh, hashtag SF inner circle. And um, that, was over, that was enough for people that weren't in that community uh, to be swayed into the community just by showing, look at all these people who are actually doing this. Like if, if the, all these people are out there in the world and they're listening to him and they're achieving these results, then I'm missing out not being here. It's almost like this FOMO that they get for, for not being a part of uh, a community that's more invested, right? And you don't have to turn these people's arms. You don't have to hard sell these people because these people most likely want what you have. They just, they need to be educated a little bit more. And so uh, conversion really is, it's the, the way that anybody I think would like to sell. Like I uh, think for Optination, you know, just to give you an example is all I have to do is show um, a picture of an Optination member wearing a shirt and I'll sell 70 to 80, a hundred shirts based on me just showing a picture. And they'll be like, oh my God, I didn't know that shirt existed or, oh, you know. And so it's easy, it's effortless because you're at this point where you deserve um, to have that transaction now. Uh, and, I, and I think people make it a lot harder than it really needs to be uh, because they maybe they get a hold or some professional is telling them that they, uh, they need all of these bullet points and these things. And I, I guess that works in some way or capacity, but really with communities, uh, when you get to that C where you're uh, in conversion mode, um, it's really just you know, running a social proof campaign that your community members are happy with what it is that you have. Um, and uh, if, if some of the audience is listening right now, some of your uh, community is listening, what I typically tell people to start out with is call somebody, uh, uh, maybe do a Facebook Live or call somebody and have them explain where they were uh, prior to meeting you. Uh, what, what, what was it that made them made the, make the decision to finally engage you? What was it like working with you? You know, uh, what result did they get afterwards and how do they feel? What position are they in now? Like what, genuine emotions do they feel so that when somebody um, somebody watches that, they go, you know what? I wa was watching your testimonial with Deborah. I'm totally in Deborah's position right now. I want what she has. Right. Um, they, they need to see those stories because a lot of them are thinking, I don't know how this would relate to me. And I need to hear something other than from the person who has an interest to sell this to me um, on, on how it's working for them. You know, and, and because we have the capacity to do that, if, if we have these genuine communities of people that love us, then we shouldn't be afraid to, to launch these overwhelming social proof campaigns um, of our community being really happy with us and, and having their lives be better as a result of using our thing.
You know what I mean? Right. And, and so that's really conversion for me. <laughs> that's all, that's I mean that's a really um, expansive t- term, but I guess conversion for you is like really not only selling something, which what most people when they hear the word conversion, especially in digital, they just say is it means selling. But you're saying is it's also the social proof of why you can a charge what you charge, b create the content that you do, and be able to work with a certain kind of people. But really, it's the social proof around all of the the success that you had in building. Yeah. yeah, previous C's. Yeah. That's awesome. And then because the last, most people, when they yeah. think of converting, they think of, okay, well now I have to sell them. I'm right. like, mm. no, it's like, it's like, if you, if you think that you're going to, you're going to get into this mode where you feel like you're not deserving of the sale and right. there could be overwhelming social proofs that you are the person based on, on what, 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 like what we built, even right. if it's, even if it's, you know, a brand new community, you know, I had a friend that graduated with her, uh, master's in psychology and she came to me and said you know i want to create a slime account and i was like okay and uh and so she was just like yeah i want to create a slime account she was like it's you know and and the reason i want to create it is because you know young girls need to learn how to become entrepreneurs and slime is really popular at ages like you know eight to you know 15 and she was like and you know i want to talk about how you create a business and then also um you know showcase different slimes and you know, I built out a strategy for her and she has like 104,000 followers and makes thousands of dollars a month selling slime. Uh, and, uh, and it's because we were very clear with, we had clarity, you know, we had you know, four values. We had, you know, who was she going to collaborate with? What was going to be the conversation that she was looking to facilitate? You know, um, there was a lot of competition in the area. She collaborated with comp- the competition. She did giveaways with a lot of her competitors. And so it's just proof of um, like when you get to conversion, it was just her really saying, I have something for sale, you know, and here's, here's some people playing with the thing that I, I bought. Here's how they're using it. You know, she sells beads too, that you can mix in slime right. and she would go other people using the beads and things like that. And she would sell out, you know, she had orders of a thousand dollars of people just ordering these beads from her. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, so that was conversion. And then the last, the final one, Final one is consistency. (laughs) It's so funny because when I first got into social media, and I remember I first started looking at marketers that were teaching uh, social media. And one of the biggest things social media marketers would tell people, what what I thought in the beginning was just so silly to me, was just be consistent. Right. And I thought that is such bad advice because if I told a, a bad singer to just be consistent with bad singing and I held, held a microphone to them, they're just gonna sing worse louder. Right. Um, and so there's really no teaching there. There's really no. And, and so I was just like, I need to make that the last C because that's the last thing anybody should be concerned about. Um, you know, uh, and a lot of times people are, are consistently, they, they show up on social media consistently unclear of what community they're building. They're, you know, they are changing their core values depending on how many likes their posts are getting. They're, you know, they're shifty. Everything is, there's not a cohesive strategy in the mix. And so consistency when I'm working with my clients is about developing an editorial calendar, really. It's, it's how, are we, um, how are we creating standing operating procedures for our content campaigns that, uh, that allow for people to understand our programming. I don't know if you watch the Philip DeFranco show at all. Yeah. Um, but so Philip DeFranco, he has programming. We know his segments. We know, you know, he has douchebag of the day. He has, you know, um, he has, a, he has a very clear programming 
and because he has that, we feel really comfortable. And if he, if one day he decided not to do something, we'd be like, something is off. Like right. something didn't happen. And so a lot of times people think that if, if people disappear for two or three days uh, from their communities, that they just don't have to say anything. Like they can just disappear. And this is not the case. Right. right. Um, and not if you're, if you're trying to build something real, you know, and, uh, and so uh, to give people an example, I say uh, with Octonation, I kind of break down my editorial, uh, my content strategy for that, where I have a caption this, um, where um, I tell my community to caption a video where something's really funny happening with an octopus or, and they love it. So there's three or 400 comments when I do a caption this, um, because it's fun for, and I, I have this written down in a, uh, this, this one pager the psychology behind this post is it's fun for the people who aren't really creative that just want to read, uh, that want to engage with stuff. It's um, for the people who are creative, they, they are so excited by what they said, they want to tag their friends in it, say, how oh, look what I came up with. And so it's just overall, it's a really good community strategy for Instagram. Um, that's, so that's one you know uh, campaign strategy that I have in a one pager to where if I stepped out you know, when I stepped out, now I have, you know, eight people, uh, eight, you know, uh, well, two admins and um, six moderators for Octonation. Um, when I step out and I give them this and I say, this is, this is the campaign, this is the editorial calendar, these are the content strategies, these are the buckets that you guys have to fill up on a daily basis. They feel overly confident in their ability to choose and curate and create because they're given uh, standing operating procedures. Right. Uh, and so another campaign is a uh, uh, long form content and it goes, it says, you know, remember, you know, Octonation seeks to bridge the gap between really sciencey, heady information and um, uh, uh, mainstream America. And so we take information like a giant Australian cuttlefish is, uh, can be up to 36 inches where nobody understands what that is. And we say a giant Australian cuttlefish can be as big as a small dinner table or a small dog in the ocean. And so people feel empowered to say, did you know that giant Australian cuttlefish can be as big as like a dog, like a small dog? And so we feel like with empowering people to use that kind of language, instead of saying 36 inches, then, um, then they're more willing to talk about it and to tell their friends and to say, I learned that from Octonation, Octonation taught me that. And, um, and in, in that way, we're getting people to refer our brand and attribute information that they're learning back to the source, which is us. And so um, there's a lot of other campaigns that I have, but when we get to um, uh, consistency, it's really understanding what does that editorial calendar look like? What are these standard operating procedures that we can now solidify and put in place? And um, what safeguards can we put in place to where if this person falls out that we're still running something we're, we still have content for the next, you know, two or three days. If something happens, you know, there's still times where you want to be culturally relevant. If someone dies or if some things happens, you don't want to be culturally like insensitive to something going on. You want to post something right. that like, but, um, but there, there's at least a framework there's programming, uh, right. in place where people feel comfortable and, uh, and they know that it's being run with care and attention. That's awesome. So that's, that's kind of wraps up and is the entirety of these, uh, these seven C's. And it's also the seven C's that people don't know. Seven C's, are, you know, the, the names of the, all the, you know, bodies of water in the ocean. Well, I and I thought it'd be funny with Octonation uh, com making something that, that had the seven C's. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, 
this is like a been really because this is really a uh, a topic that really resonates with me because this is the, a kind of the approach that I take with a lot of the clients. Not that I'm trying to, but it really resonates with how you approach digital and and really a community in a, in a very deliberate way is really to understand that community building, whatever you're trying to do, whether it's a brand, whether it's a nonprofit, whether it's a a business, whether it's you know some a personal brand, you really need to be much more deliberate on every component of every aspect and it, it, like you said it, it every one of them it, it builds up it builds off the next one and if you don't have the first you don't have clarity you don't have core values and you don't have the content and how it applies to your community uh, and you're not and you're not looking to partner with people and you don't have any sort of co you know connection where you how you're connecting with your people around you then yeah. your, your conversion is going to be obviously your conversion rate is going to be almost zero and your consistency is going to be you're not going to be inspired or interested in creating consistent content because you don't know what you're trying to create. So you're yeah. basically doing, if you don't look at each one of these as, you know, as building blocks of the foundation, the number one is the foundation for number two and et cetera. Um, then it, you're really, what you're doing is you're basically, it, you're trying to, you're trying to sell something. And even today, which surprised me, it surprised me every time is even today, it, after social has gone through all that it's gone through, people are still trying to kind of bypass the, you know, the, the strategy and the approach to it that really takes it takes time and it takes some effort to really build whether it's a community whether it's your business your business page whatever it is it really they they're not taking the time to do it and they those are the ones that you know fail usually and typically typically it's it's because when i have a conversation with that person is they're really trying to make it all about them right they feel this immense responsibility that they need to be the voice or they need to be the thing that that makes it all happen and what i would i try to try to break down that, that thought that they have or that responsibility that they have where yes they're a big reason but understand that you have to empower you have to facilitate this dialogue if you're not getting people to talk if you're not asking them the right questions that facilitates productive conversations then um you're not really getting you're not making you're not you know banding people together you're not making this anything other than you know, you, the you show. And so you, you really want to make it bigger. And that's why I said, you know, you, you said that you take the same approach when you were working with your clients. And when I, when I hear something like that, I think we're the, I mean, we're the 0.000001% that have the capacity to entertain a conversation like this. Right. So what we need to be you know, aware of is, is the amount that we need to be out there and in, in sharing this information freely um, so that people understand that there's a lot that they're, they're leaving on the table by not, by not looking at all these things. Right. And uh, so it's, it's not really hard for me to go to a brand or an organization or a thought leader that I uh, respect and love and admire and I want to see more for and just say, you know, I love what you're doing and you, you've achieved your results because XYZ, but here's, here's what we could be doing better. And um, I'd love to, I'd love to help you have a I'd love to have a conversation with you about that. And I get on the phone with a lot of people who people would think, wow, how'd you get access to that person? It's because I put together a cohesive a, a, a conversation, or I, I I sent them something. Most people are saying, oh, I can help you with X Y Z or make you this much money. And a lot of times, people want to hear they want more context other than right. how much money you're going to make them. They really want to know that you that you researched or that you understand where they're coming from or the intention that they had in trying to do something. Like there, there'll be sometimes where, uh, you know, a celebrity or thought leader did something in the public eye 
that I was just like, ooh, they shouldn't have done this. I think I have a solution for for how they can come back and I'll send them an email. Like, you know what I mean? I or I'll try to figure out who manages who manages their team and I'll get in touch with them. And so um, it's fun just because uh, because I've been doing this for such a long time. I and using this methodology. I mean, you're going to see it now that I've, I've said this, you've, you, you said that you've already uh, operated this way, but there's going to be this new lens that now you see it, like, oh, I understand. They don't have like they have all these things, but they're not really they're, they have this surface level connection with them. They're not really facilitating this deeper conversation or you'll be able to see um, certain thought leaders like even Jay Shetty or uh, Lewis Howes, where you'll see uh, uh, their, coll- their use of collaboration and how um, a, lot of, a lot of what they've done is through strategically collaborating with organizations and other influencers, they're able to hit this critical mass, which allows them to have the platform that they have. You know, it, it's not, you know, it gets to a point where it's, it's not all rocket science how people rise to fame. It's, it's you, can, you can track it through the, using these seven Cs in almost every single, um, with every single community. You can kind exactly. of go through and say, okay, this is why this community took off. This is why this makes sense. This is how people are bending together. These are the core values. This is their collective identity. You know, this is, you know, I mean, you can look at anybody, like Jake Paul, Shane Dawson, I mean, anybody, and kind right. of go this, this, uh, these seven C's and kind of map it out. Awesome. Well, Warren, I really want to thank you because I really, this is like such a refreshing conversation because of the way that the, your approach is so it builds on one of off each other and it really gives a lot of clarity to what, you know, what community building is really about. And it's, this is something to me, at least uh, what uh, working with brands, they, a lot of times they don't understand that there's a lot of community building aspects and, you know, we'll call it, I like to call it the softer skills of business and, and digital because yeah. a lot of the times it's, you know, they, they're looking to build the numbers and build the figures and those are important too. But a lot of it is now when you're looking at the digital communities, community building uh, aspects and community building skills are a lot more than just, you know, let's push the numbers and let's grow the, you know, let's grow sales. And I mean, if it's like, if, if people really take this conversation that we had today to heart and they really look around at, at certain organizations that are in the media right now, like we look at Victoria's Secret, they're under right. fire right now for what their, their CEO did. They could have easily quickly came back and, and really, if they had context, that allowed for the, the belief that they didn't think these things, they could immediately say, no, look at, we have a history of working with these influencers and doing these things, but they don't. Right. So there's an issue, you know, in their community, they don't have the context to fall on that they don't, that these ideals are not something that they believe in because they've been extremely vague and mysterious and sexy with their marketing, which is, has worked, used to work. Uh, but nowadays when brands uh, can choose their collective identity, they can choose their core values, their collective identities, they can shed light on bigger issues than just the brand. They can work with influencers that have a bigger reach, a deeper meaning. There's more context to that. And so big brands will become irrelevant if they don't understand um, community because there's just so many communities that can rise very quickly um, and, uh, and build out these, these components to their community strategy and just hit a critical mass fast if they do it strategically. So uh, they got to really take these, take this idea. Uh, and I think Facebook is pushing it. So, I mean, they should really start looking at it, but um, uh, they should really take these ideas to heart. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Warren. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking the time today and your, you know, everyone's busy schedule. 
Uh, I really look forward to sharing this because it's really, like I said, resonates with so much of the, the approach that the strategies and the approach that I take with the brands and clients that I work with and in, in general working with how to, how to educate people about community building online. So Perfect. thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Really great. Looking forward. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Be sure to sign up for the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And remember, the next time you're doing business in the digital economy, make sure to empathize it.